everyone. And welcome to, to From, From the, the Lower, Lower Level, Level with Rivers and the Dude. So we took another two-week hiatus uh, from the pod. Um, it was a little bit weird, but it was necessary. <laughs> a little necessary. We had, uh, had some things going on, but now we're uh, back and better than ever. Yeah, back in business. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, we have some important business that we have to attend to, which is cheersing our champagne. Oh, Jeez. just about broke that one. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, yeah. Guy gets off a Peloton, doesn't know how to act. Yeah, right? Jeez. Um, <laughs> so this is episode 18? Yeah, 18. Yeah, so thank you all for making it this far with us. We're legal. <laughs> We're legal, yes. We are legal. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> uh, so the last two weeks have been pretty exciting in the Bravo universe. Um, so... You know, apologies if we're talking about a little bit of, or some late content, but I feel like it's all still very relevant to what is going on. There's still a lot of exciting things yeah. that are happening. Um, so, I mean, first off, should we get into um, what we had to catch up on, on Hulu? Oh, yes. Thankfully... We were able to procure a Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> so we can watch The Housewife and the Hustler or The Hustler and the Housewife. I think it was The Housewife and the Hustler. The, the Housewife and the Hustler. Yeah. The documentary on Erica Jane and Tom Girardi. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, let's get right into that. I, um, like, one, I thought it was going to be heavier on Erica, um, but it was more heavy on Mr. Girardi. Which makes sense because mm-hmm. you know he's he's actually committing the crimes. Yeah, committing the crimes. <laughs> She's so, benefiting from the crimes, but he's like, his hands in the cookie yeah. jar. Yeah. So for those of you who may, may not know about this, Tom Girardi is Erica Jane slash Erica Girardi's husband. He's a well known lawyer, has been for many many years. He's he was, eighty plus years old yeah, now. He was on the Aaron Brockovich case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big so case. So you could see him like depicted in movies even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so uh, the story is like he was kind of like in the who's who on the L.A. legal scene. And for a long time, like especially if you wanted to get uh, like a big case. Yeah. If you wanted to get a Go big after case. Go like a big fish. And also I, one of the thing that, things that surprised me was they said like he was someone you would come to if you were an aspiring judge. So yeah. like he was instrumental in getting people judgeships like being mm-hmm. appointed as judges which that that right there sounds hella fishy to me mm-hmm. like yeah like if you were able to get your boss their job right like in a, in a courtroom setting the judge is kind of the boss of the lawyers mm-hmm. right like he dictates the the ground rules and how things are going yeah. so if the person in charge of the courtroom has been empowered and is indebted to the lawyers that are presiding over the course, the, the cases. That's not good. Right? That, that sounds hella fishy. Yeah. And apparently it's been like that with Tom and the, the L.A. legal scene for decades. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? Something that I just thought of. So Erica's son is a cop. Mm. Um, I wonder how him becoming a cop like tied into... How well Mr. Girardi is oh, known sure and his connection to yeah. the police force. But I'm wondering, like, does he have a cushy cop job because of who he is? Um, or is he just a normal cop like everyone else? I would bet there's been some benefits that have gone his way. Yeah, totally. So this documentary was really shocking because I had no idea about the magnitude of the alleged crimes against him. I mean, like, it's sad um, him, you know, fighting, winning cases for people that have gone through these huge tragedies in life and then not giving them the money that they deserve. Yeah. And really what it comes down to is Tom won, Tom and his firm won money for these cases. Lots took, of money. Took that money, did other things with that money, didn't give it to the victims that were owed, and then they started getting sued by those victims and their families. Um, so it, you know, it goes into a lot of that and you hear some of the recordings with Tom and you, and this guy, and I, you know, I remember thinking about this every time I watched Real Housewives, 
that this guy seems like such a sweet old man. So slick. Like, so nice, and he just has this cute little dimply smile, and he just looks like a guy that you want to know and you feel comfortable. Like, he could be your grandpa. Yeah. You know? And then you hear this guy on these voicemails to his clients, like, sounding very much the same. Like, I'm very here much, for you. It's, it's I, the aw shucks thing, right? Like, aw shucks, I'm just trying to do right by you. You know that. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get your money. I know you're a good person. You know I'm a good person. I'm just trying to do right by you. Give me the time to make things right. That's all. Yeah. It was it was very much like the 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 little boy like showing up to your door in a in a snowstorm like excuse me ma'am can I get a cup of sugar <laughs> yeah. you know like like oh so sweet and innocent. Meanwhile, it's like some of the documents that they showed in certain cases had them dead to rights where like money was transferred into their mm-hmm. account months prior and he's telling and he's lying about he's it. telling these victims straight up on the phone like oh well i don't know whenever well i don't know when we're gonna see that money and there's a paper trail that says that money not only has been seen but it's in the account that they're supposed to have access to for months yeah if i'm tom girardi i'd say oh well i didn't know it was there it was my secretary the secretary didn't let me know that the money was there. I had no idea this whole time I was looking for it. They didn't let me know it had come in. <laughs> well, luckily, he probably doesn't even remember any of this. Oh, yeah, because he has Alzheimer's now. now. he has dementia and Alzheimer's, so he's in the clear, I guess, right? Yeah. Nothing fishy about that timing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the big question for everyone is, what did Erica Jane know? Did she know? Is, like, it, how are they going to know? How are they going to know? <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, I mean, there's going to be more to come as this case unravels. We also witnessed this week that Erica Chain's legal team uh, fired her. And then, right... Got back. Right, two days later, came back and re... Like invigorated the relationship. <laughs> I don't know what else yeah. you would say. I don't, know, I don't um, know what that was about. Do you think that was a, a money ploy? Like, do you think they were like... We're not doing this. And then it was like, well, will you do it now? And like the offer got increased or... Or maybe it's that she... They found out a bunch of this stuff while they watched the show. And were like, wait a minute, you didn't tell us about any of this stuff. And then maybe she was like, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Or like the details of these cases. And then they, you know, backed off. Who knows? We'll find out more about it though. But- in in an honest moment, do you really think she knew? And if so, to what degree? I don't think she knew. I I honestly don't think she knew. I think that she at, like got into this lifestyle with her husband, who was you know throwing lavish gifts and things at her from the very beginning. And um, I think that just as we witnessed in this documentary, that he's a slick motherfucker. And when, like, him being sued and things came up, that he very much was like, ah, this is part of life. You know, it's like cost of doing business. People, your clients are going to sue you. He probably said things to her like they were given their money, but they didn't understand that there would be lawyer's fees. And they thought that, you know, if it was a million dollar payout, that they would get a million dollars. Maybe they only end up with a hundred thousand, you know, because of attorney's fees. Like, you know, I think that he it's it's left very open to be able to smoke and mirrors the situation and so i think he probably did a great job at smoke and mirroring their financial situation for many many years and he also likely um you know gave her money and wanted to like support her business um because he wanted to you know as her husband and she thought that she, he had the money. I believe all of that to a point. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, if they were married for, like, five years, I'd be like, yeah, maybe the smoke and mirrors lasted, like, five years. Mm-hmm. They've been together for, like, 20. Yeah, but there are couples that don't, like, there are couples that do dirty, crazy thing behind, peop- their, you know, each other's backs for 
20 plus years that the other person doesn't know, where they don't know about finances. They don't know, you know, look at Teresa Giudice and Joe, like she blindly, and I do believe that she blindly in most cases signed documents and didn't look at things because she's like, I'm trusting, you know, just the same as you and I, like if I said, Hey Josh, can you like put your signature on this thing? Don't worry, I've got it. Like you're probably going to put your signature on it because you and I have that kind of relationship that you're like, yeah, you're not going to do me dirty. And like, I believe and trust what you're doing. Like, yeah, you I, know? Just, I just feel like it seems like after watching the documentary that the walls started to close in years ago. Like this isn't a new thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's back up for a second. I believe she probably towards the last couple of years started getting an inkling um, yeah, that, that that's what were, I'm saying. That things were off. I'm feeling but, like the last three or four years, it's like as things started to get tight, maybe mm-hmm. his behavior changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe he was a little more stressed. Maybe he was a little more like, ah, yeah. you know? Um, as that started to happen, I don't think she's oblivious to picking up on those cues mm-hmm. and like picking up on that energy. Now, did she know like he was straight up frauding and like stealing I don't know. Like, I don't know. That's the part where I'm like, what's the extent to which yeah. she knew? Did she think something was fishy, but couldn't put a finger on it? Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she knew explicitly, like, oh, I took all that money. Mm-hmm. They are, they're not going to see any of that. It's gone. Yeah. It's in your account, actually, Erica. <laughs> like, that's your glam team. That's, oh, remember that, you know, $86,000 you spent at Prada or Gucci? Like, that's where that came from. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, and also, I, I think generally you're more of a benefit of the doubt type. Yeah. And I'm a little more skeptical. Well, I'm more of a, like, let's just, you know, think that people are more honest. The you benefit know? of the doubt. Yeah. And, I, and also, like, I can't imagine her being the type of person she is that she would knowingly you know I don't know I just don't see it from her it's also funny how like like we because I I get I get lumped in doing this too saying like I don't I don't doubt her or I I don't I don't want to question her knowing the kind of person she is like we know who these people are too (laughs) Uh, but I fall into that too where like you know you see them in their best light uh, a few hours a year and you're like I know that person mm-hmm. but I mean I couldn't tell you what kind of person Erica Jane is you yeah. know what I mean um, I don't know I well I mean we're probably gonna find out more about this <laughs> oh yeah that's for sure over the next year or so <laughs> yeah now just uh, in, in relation what do you think is going to be the juicier story. Watching this unfold with Tom and Erica or watching the Jen Shah saga unfold? Jen Shah. Because she's actually committing the crime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with Erica, like, we, you know, we're just talking about, like, it's very easy for her to have been tricked into anything with Tom. Like, the Jen Shah stuff is like, wait a minute, you have foreign bank accounts. Like, you are, you are purposefully hiding yeah, funds. You don't own any valuable assets. Mm-hmm. Like, any properties, any cars. Like, everything's leased. Everything's rented. Mm-hmm. Which That's, leads you... Now, now when you have money question, to buy things. But here's the question. So, did, the question is, one, did Jen Shah purposefully not acquire any property? Okay. So then number two, with her not acquiring property, do you think that that implicates her husband in this? Because if we're, you know, you and I, we own property together. Um, If I was like, no, 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 I don't want to buy a house ever. I don't want to buy anything. Wouldn't you be tipped off by that? Like, what is a reasonable excuse? Well, I've actually, I've read articles that tout renting for your the the duration of your life mm-hmm. over owning mm-hmm. like i've i've seen that argument being made because of the the ease of lifestyle the, yeah. uh, the idea of like you don't have to worry about the repairs you don't have to worry about the maintenance you, 
So I've seen people make the case to like, why would you ever own a property? So maybe she had that going for him. Um, also, you know, uh, Coach Shaw was, was once Coach Shaw Esquire, <laughs> lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be able to sniff some of that out if she was acting funny about owning property too. Like I wouldn't put that past him. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, pretty smart guy. Might be able to size up the two and two and get four out of it. Like, why is my wife acting like this? You mm-hmm. know? But I don't know. If anything, I'm quicker to give Coach Shaw the benefit of the doubt than Erica Jane. Yeah, I agree. Well, he's so MIA, too. Yeah. You know? So in his own world. So preoccupied with his, like, his bubble mm-hmm. of a life. So, I, I give him... I, he gets more of my benefit than, than Erica. Yeah. Well, this just goes back to what we say all the time. If you are going to go on reality TV, make sure your house is clean. Do not go on reality TV with skeletons in your closet because you will get found out. You will get caught. This, in fact, will probably speed up the process of you getting in trouble. Does it seem like this is happening at a greater frequency over the last, like, two, three years? Like specifically with housewives Mm. besides jen and erica who uh well there's the Teresa. yeah but the Teresa thing has been going on for like 10 years so it's the jen shaw thing well no i mean but like it was in the media for like 10 years yeah so there was a gap i mean i guess you've got luann's arrest for but that's not like financial that was just you had that um who else got arrested um, well, there's the, the classic Tinsley arrest, but that's oh, not yeah. while she was on yeah, the show. Yeah, that was pre-Housewives. Yeah, that was pre-Housewives. And that wasn't financial either. No. No financial crimes. So, um, what about the, the one, uh, in the, was it OC, where Blandino, was it? Blandino. No, no, well, I don't know what the guy's name is. He killed himself, bro. Oh, Beverly Hills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a financial... That was a total financial, mm-hmm. like, dug myself this big hole, what am I going to do? Yeah. And then... He, that guy, glad he's gone. Sorry. He was Not a, sorry. Yeah, he was kind of I mean, of he's, a, like, a, a wife beater. I'm sure he probably hit his kid, too. Like, yeah. You know, and stole money from people. But, I mean, what I'm saying is, uh, do you think that this... this the, if you join Real Housewives, there's a direct line to the FBI. <laughs> no, just the fact that like people want to be on shows like Real Housewives so mm-hmm. bad to flaunt themselves and to be recognized. Or to... maybe because they don't have enough, they're hoping to, that this will be the way that they get more money. So like they're faking it till they make it, you know, like yeah. let me pretend like I have enough and then I'll get hopefully enough and then I can stop pretending I can stop lying on you know uh applications for banks <laughs> and selling leads to people in foreign countries to scam the elderly <laughs> yeah I don't know like I feel like I feel like it's the uh a feeder tank to like this kind of behavior mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's I think that the type of person that's dying to go on to Real Housewives is the kind of person that would steal from a fire of like a burn victim mm-hmm. and take all their money and be like, "Yeah, but my show's on next week, so catch me then." Yeah. Bye. Um, yeah, it's possible. I mean, if I had the means and Bravo wanted me, I'd be on a reality TV show. But would you like steal from a homeless person to no, get on that TV show. Never. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's more of like, I know there's a lot of people that if, if we're offered a reality TV show contract just because they rolled out of bed would sign it and be like, yes, thank you. But if they were like, we need you to be doing some, we need you to live this kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. and we need you to look like in this way. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's what puts people in situations to like... Break, break bad, so to speak, if you want to mm-hmm. go, like, the TV route. In the Breaking Bad mold of, like, being like, fuck it. 
I'm, I'm going to do what I got to do to get myself noticed and to get on the show and to, you know, to, to be a celeb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. So we also this week had something interesting happen, which I started breaking some news to you. Yeah. Um, so if you're a listener of ours, you know that, that the dude typically has more time than I do and can catch up on all of the social media and things, you know, the news that is happening in the world. And uh, so he often breaks these stories to me. Not this week. And not this week. I had Friday off of work. And uh, because we celebrated Juneteenth, which was so amazing that I work for a company that would do something like that, um, makes me extremely proud that it is a holiday. Um, it's also a holiday in our state, and then now it is a federal holiday as well. So we observed Juneteenth on Friday, and I got the day off, and it was the first time in a long time I was able to just relax and um, so spent the morning out in the on our deck, drinking coffee, reflecting, um, and just chilling out. So then yeah. I had a little bit of time to look at some social media and, yeah. and uh, see what was going on. So there was like so many things going on. Um, so I was able to break to the dude, which would be, um, I mean, we didn't like go into it because I wanted to save, save it, for it for the, the pod. pod. Of course. Yeah. Um, so, we, so we're saving it for the pod. But I want to go into it in detail now because um, I did the high level like, you know. A <laughs> little the, overview. Yeah, yeah, with you. Um, so the first thing is there's the firings, right? The yes. firings that happened on OC. Kelly Dodd, out. We've got Bronwyn, out. out. We have Vargas, out. Yeah. Then we've got Heather, fancy pants, back in. In, in the fold. And the rumor is, is that Tamara's coming back as a fought yeah, friend, friend of, of the, the show. show. And um, so that's going to be crazy. Like, And I'm sure that there's others that will be added to the cast as well. Some, some newbies. Yeah. Um, so that was wild. And you know what? I feel like... <laughs> maybe this is just me trying to stick up for the underdog in the, the story... But I feel like the Elizabeth Vargas part was very underreported. Yeah. I feel like everywhere I saw headlines that was like, Kelly Dodd, out. Bronwyn, out. Heather, back. Wah, wah, it's like, wait, Vargas. there's more to this story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's more to this story, people. Like, why is it, why is it ending there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we barely knew you. We barely knew you. Yeah. Um, so, so this was, you know, it was a story, but I wasn't to say that Kelly was fired and I was shocked or Bronwyn was fired and I was shocked or even Vargas. Like, I wasn't shocked by any of this, right? Not shocking. Here's what was shocking, though. So, you, so Kelly Dodd releases this text message and it's of her and Bronwyn um, having a conversation. And Bronwyn reaches out to Kelly and is like, hey, how are you doing? Like, I hope, you know, basically like, hope all is well. Like, if you need someone to talk to, like, yeah, I'm here. We're you in know? the same boat. We're, like, yeah, I'm we're in the same you. boat. You got canned. I got canned. Like, hope you're doing well. Kelly then blasts off and is like, you're the reason why we got fired with all of your woke bullshit and like your storyline and yeah, just like nothing going to do with in. being an awful human being. Yeah, nothing to do with that. Um, and so like goes in on Bronwyn and Bronwyn, like I haven't been that big of a fan of Bronwyn after this last season, just because understandable. I don't know like what it is. Like, I'm so happy that she came out and she's like living her truth. Is it the try hardy part of I it? I think it might be the try hardy part. Um, it could be the like staged paparazzi photos. She denies by the way. Yeah. Which she admitted to at, at one point months ago mm -hmm. and then now is like no that's not that's never been true i never had paparazzi or professional photogs at like black lives matter rallies and it's like uh yeah you did though yeah you did though so i mean and then there's just something weird also about the whole like husband's still around but he's like but you guys are together but you're a lesbian and I know you can have a modern family and, like, it's just, you know, whatever, like, live your life. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter. But still, it was just, I don't know. It was just a little weird for me. 
Um, I also like for me, I didn't like Bronwyn last season because it felt like you weren't allowed to talk about anything that wasn't Bronwyn related. Yeah. Like all roads led back to Bronwyn. Everything was like, well, Bronwyn this, Bronwyn. Did you hear about Bronwyn's this? And Bronwyn's kid did this. And one time this one got Bronwyn. Yeah, yeah. I was like, enough. Like she hijacked the season. Well, so here's the text message. This is how the exchange goes down. So, so let me back up for a second. So Kelly is a moron. Kelly posts <laughs> the screenshots of her conversation with Bronwyn, which then make her look like shit even more than she already does. So she's a moron for this. So uh, Bronwyn writes to Kelly, I hope you're okay. I know we've been through hell and back. I'm here. Kelly responds, this was your fault. We'd still be on the show if you didn't make things so dark and ugly and brought all your political, quote, woke BS. Your lies about me, calling me a racist and a homophobe, were horribly destructive and your phony storylines didn't help either. Bronwyn responds back with, well, I'm still sober and still gay. Like I said, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. I feel like that, like, yeah, mic drop, like, that should have happened right there. Like, good for you, Bronwyn. Like, kept it classy. And Kelly, I just can't believe Kelly posted it. So Kelly posts the screenshots, and then she writes this. I can't believe this Bronwyn has the audacity to text me. She went on a podcast. She said she was fired from the show because we all didn't like her because she's gay. Not because she is a horrible person. Not because she treated everyone like shit. And made no effort to be friends with us. Not because she went on a press tour and made horrible accusations about us calling all of us homophobes and racists. Not because she's a terrible mother. Not because she's a horrible person to her husband. The only reason she was fired is because she's gay. What a fucking nut job. Classic narcissist. So, Kelly posts all of this. Alright. And then, um... I don't even know, like, how the whole Kelly and Gigi thing... Like, what started it? Like, what's the spark that started that fire? Yeah, I don't even know what happened. But then, so, Gigi from Shaws of Sunset and Kelly get into a fight, um, which is like, what? Like, what happened here? Um, But it just, like, brings more classic um, stuff. So... Yeah, I can't even, like, tell you why they got into the fight that they did. But Kelly, um, oh, Kelly says that she's never watched Shaws of Sunset and doesn't know who Gigi is. And did this come about because Gigi was maybe sticking up for Bronwyn? I don't know. To be honest, I'm not sure what what the what the insider of this was. Like, I don't know what brought them together. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so she's like, I don't know. I've never watched Shaws of Sunset. And Gigi ends up coming back at her. And she shows this reunion, this OC reunion, where they ask Kelly Dodd, uh, if you could join any other Bravo show, which one would you join? And she says, oh, Shaws of Sunset. I love Shaws of Sunset. <laughs> so then she's like, I don't know who Gigi is, but if you watch Shaws of Sunset and you have from the beginning, Gigi's in the entire series. In fact, like she's often been like a pivotal character in this show. Um so, like, what are you talking about, Kelly? And then she says, oh, well, I only know who MJ and Reza are. But Gigi clapped back and is like, if you were watching the show five years ago, like, I was in, like, major storylines of the show. So how did you, like, watch the show and didn't watch any of the scenes that had me on it? Yeah. Totally caught up in her bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that happened. Then... Kelly writes this comment that's like, um, I don't even know what you're talking about. And uh, what is your name? Goulash instead of... Goldnessa. Yeah, instead of Goldnessa, um, which is totally, like, really shitty. Um, and, and then it started getting, you know, cultural, right? Because it's like, so um, 
Gigi had posted back from Kelly's little video talking about her. So she said, well, now you see Miss Dodd. Now we've got ourselves a whole new issue at hand. Let me paint your privileged self a little pretty picture. First and foremost, if you watched my show five years ago, then guess what? There wasn't an episode without me being at the center of drama with MJ and Reza, the two people you said are the only ones you know from my show. Never once did those individuals have a season without having me at the center of it. Now let's switch tones for the second part of this. So pay attention. <laughs> Please. Please. I was born almost practically deaf and I have to wear hearing aids to hear a little better. And sometimes I miss it. But did you just, just disrespect my culture by purposely saying my name like that? I would have thought getting fired from being a racist would have been a big enough lesson, but I forgot we're talking about a privileged person that doesn't need to change their ways. You are a bona fide bully, Miss Dodd. I am so glad for your departure because when Bravo decided to create the first ever show about Middle Easterns on an American network called Shaws of Sunset and the many other shows about different cultures, they also said, fuck you to racism and the people whose souls are tainted. So good riddance. And finally, why did you post and delete this video, Miss Dodd? Did you realize your racist side came out so naturally and that it needed to be deleted? One can only wonder. Either way, I'm still waiting for you at the Karma Cafe. <laughs> did you see the uh, the response Kelly Dodd had to that? Um, no, I didn't. What was that? Uh, I wish I don't follow her, so I don't have it at the ready. Yeah, because she's a trash yeah, box. Yeah, trash human. Uh -huh. Um, but, uh, basically she said something along the lines of when Gigi mentioned being, uh, born deaf, mm -hmm. mostly deaf, she was like, oh, so you're dumb and deaf. No. Yeah. She, she did not. Yeah. She doesn't back down. She Holy is, shit. She is that level of trash human. Well, in the same week that this trash human gets fired from Bravo, her husband gets fired from Fox News. That's not the cherry on top, right? Allegedly gets fired from Fox News. I don't know what the backstory is there, but what I read, he was fired from Fox News. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was very spicy. Yeah. So, I got to, I got to drop that on you. Yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't heard anything about the, the Leventhal stuff or the, the Kelly... Uh, Gigi stuff. So that was that was big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else in Bravo that happened? I feel like there's got to be because it, there's it's been a couple weeks and there's always stuff. But I feel like everything is very West Coast right now. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, New York. We've had some some tough stuff that's well, been happening that's, there. That's interesting. It's like I feel like that could be its own show. Uh, the topic of what's going on with New York and at the same time and, and maybe to a lesser degree mm -hmm. with Beverly Hills um, because there's what's happening is the the fun-loving rony girls that used to just walk around get drunk and get into fights with each other are now dealing with some more realer issues mm -hmm. and they're having to address them and a lot of these issues are stemming from white privilege tackling the topic of race, race, racial disparity, and that kind of thing. Um, and you're seeing that a little bit on Beverly Hills, too. Um, yeah, well, we had two episodes in the last week, Roni and Beverly Hills, where they covered the election. Yeah. So at the same, like, within the same week. And those came on the tail of the episodes that covered the racial issues more. Because mm -hmm. before, yeah. before the election episode... There was the, for Roni, there was the episode at Luann's house mm -hmm. where she kicked Ebony out, basically asked her to leave um, after that whole mix up with Ebony saying she's more educated and then Luann saying, well, you're not smarter than me. You're never going to come in here and tell me you're smarter than me. And it's like, no one said she's smarter than you. She yeah. said she was more educated. Like that's something that's quantifiable. You could look at degrees. You can look at like education level and say like, how educated mm -hmm. are you? 
Um, like everyone knows that there's, you know, it educated doesn't also mean like you're intelligent. more intelligent. Yeah. yeah. And there's all kinds of intelligence. Yeah. You know what I mean? There, there really is such a thing as street smarts and, you know, somebody that's been on the streets and can hustle people over, you know, somebody that just went to Harvard and has never spent a day out on the streets and dealt with other homeless people and crackheads and, you know, like it's a whole other level. You could have a master's from Harvard business, but when your fucking sink is leaking, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need the plumber who you might see on the street and be like, whatever, that's just a laborer. Like, I'm smart. Uh, Well, fix your fucking sink then, genius. You know what I mean? Like, there's all different types of intelligence. The plumber is just as intelligent as a hedge fund manager, just in a different way, right? exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, that was that was a classic, like, you, when you watch that scene back at Luann's, uh, there, I feel like there's so much to unpack in that moment. Because even though it was two weeks ago, so we are catching up a little bit, but I think it's such a big thing that we have to dive into it. Because one of the things that Ebony pointed out the, the next week mm-hmm. was, and, and viewers were quick to point this out too, um... In that same episode, Leah made a crazy scene, called them all sluts, a hoes, you're a hoe, you're a hoe, standing up, pointing, like getting, literally getting loud in everyone's face and storming away. And how did they react? Uh, Just give her some space, let her chill out. Like, that's just Leah. You know, she's going through some things. Mm -hmm. Ebony doesn't get half as loud as Leah and nowhere near as demonstrative. She's not standing up, pounding the table, pointing fingers. And she's asked to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Here's a crazy thing. So I don't doubt that there's a, a difference between like it being a black woman versus a white woman getting loud. Like an, a response. But I do kind of want to play like a little bit of a devil's advocate and see. Um, because Ebony has. So yes, she is a black woman. But she also has a different way of speaking than a Leah or, you know, someone else where she is, comes across very, or, you know, she is educated and she uses her words very carefully. Being a lawyer, right? Yeah, being a lawyer. She's specifically trained in the matter. Yeah. So like same way as like Jackie from, from New Jersey, you know, so like if we take out the color factor, do you think that somebody may automatically getting into an argument with a Jackie or an Ebony might just be more like on guard, more like alert and be quicker to react to them because they want to see fault in those women? Like they want to see that they are... Um, or like they're jumping on it on an opportunity to like bring them down a notch at all. Like, do you think that that could be a possibility? Because not like, you know how I love Leah so much and she's a smart woman, but like to, when you have somebody that's like a typical can like pop off, you know, your expectation of them and what comes out of them, like you're, you already don't expect a lot or like hold them in a regard and then someone who you're like oh this person is supposed to behave in this manner and then they don't all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh you're being crazy and you're being loud and you're out of control and like because you don't expect that from them and so you're more like keenly in tune with it maybe but I mean I think for the ebony like what expectations do they have they've met her a handful of times at this point yeah. There's not an established, like, this is how Ebony behaves yet, because she's only... I think it's pretty quick to draw the assumption that Ebony's a, you know, well-educated Well, no, I mean, you could woman. tell, like, well, not that she's not educated. I mean, just, just in how you... You were just saying, like, the behavior of somebody, yeah. right? Like, you're used to someone who has a short fuse, and they pop off. Leah's got a short fuse. She pops off. I don't know if we've been in enough situations to know what Ebony feels like in those... Like, we haven't seen her in situations mm-hmm. where... A fuse may have been ignited even. You know what I mean? No, I'm not saying off of past behavior. I'm talking about just what you would expect from a person in general. Day one. Mm. You know, like if that had been the first time Leah per- popped off versus Ebony, like, you know, like, I don't know. You start to make these assumptions about people the minute that you meet them and you like 
expect a certain behavior out of them. And so if these ladies don't expect as much out of Leah as they do Ebony, then that immediately like puts Ebony in a different category and their expectations of how she should behave or sound or, yeah. you know, in comparison to I Leah. think this is a bruised ego of white fragility. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm just trying to think about, like, let's say it's not about race, right? Let's say it wasn't. Could it be because, you know, not because of Ebony's color, but because Ebony is this educated lawyer um, that no one wants to argue with because no one wants to argue with a lawyer or be, you know, like put down, you know. Luann went toe-to-toe with her. Well, I know because (laughs) Luann is intimidated by her you know yeah i don't know i i think it's i think it's a lot of internalized bias i think there was a little part of luann that was appalled Mm -hmm. that this woman of color not specifically because it's a woman of color but i think there's a part of it that was in her own home which she repeatedly said you're saying this to me in my own home you're saying this to me in my own home you know um i think being in her home and being told by somebody that's younger than her, um, somebody that is a person of color, which I'm not saying was the automatic factor in, but I think that was a factor. The, that person telling her that she is less than mm-hmm. in any way. Well, and that's probably got to be like deep-rooted for her too. Oh, to be told. Uh, yeah. And, and so one, being told you're less than sucks. Mm-hmm. And she probably internalized that pretty pretty quick. But then... I feel like, and this is one of those things, I think this might be an, um, an unconscious bias, mm-hmm. but I feel like because it came from Ebony, it hurt deeper. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, if uh, I was going to say Dorinda, but unfortunately, you know, Aww, RIP. Um, but if uh, Sonia made that statement, mm-hmm. I don't think Luann would have got so defensive. I don't think she would have got so angry. I definitely don't think she would have thrown her out of her house. But I feel like when it came from Ebony, there was a part of it that was like, who is this girl telling me in my house, dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And I don't know. I I can't help but see the racial connection there. When you have one white girl totally throw a fit Mm -hmm. and get a pass and get brushed off. And then this woman defends herself mm-hmm. and doesn't even put you down. Like, yeah. And you threw her out. Like, that's the part, like, I can't, like, you threw her out of your house. Yeah. Well, you know what? So this is where I, I, I think that I'm, like, able to see this from a potential different point of view. This reminds me of when I was a little kid. So my sister let's say I'm Ebony and my sister is Leah, right? Similar personalities where I'm very much like a always kind of like did things by the book and, you know, was like a, a good kid. My sister, on the other hand, my sister was like the rebel wild child would yell at adults, like did not care. You can't yeah. ground her. You can't tell her to do anything. Right. She's just going to like scream and yell and kick and like, you know, um, so, I would do something that was like much more like low key that was bad. My sister would do something way worse. I'm grounded for a week. My sister outside playing, like doing whatever she wanted. And my mom used to say like, I expect more from you. And so it was like, I got punished more because I like, it was expected of me to like behave where my sister, the expectation to behave was not there. So it wasn't a disappointment. So that's where I kind of like think about this is like they expect more from Ebony because she's like this composed, well-educated attorney versus like Aaliyah that's like a a wild child, like firecracker. But I still don't think like Ebony did anything to lower people's expectations. No, but just nobody wants to be like told that they're not educated. Or not as educated, or you know that you but what have if the it's most. True, like what if you're talking to somebody that's a doctor and they're like, "I'm more educated than you," and you're like, "How dare you? Get out, sir!" But if somebody, <laughs> but they they went to med- like they can show you a document that proves, without a shadow of a doubt, they 
are more educated than you. It's a f- if it's a fact, though, but so, like no one wants to hear that, and especially in their, their own house. I don't under- like. I don't understand how that's still offensive. Like that's like somebody coming it's in. That's like that- that's like a, an NFL football a player coming into my house and saying, "You know, I'm stronger than you." And me being like, what? How dare you in my house? It's like, you're living. Your, your career is based on you being stronger than me. I can't, I, why would I be offended? Because, well, some people take, you know, they want to be the strongest person. Some people want to be the smartest person. But you're going to go up against people that outdo you. And they might be, they, those people might even be in your house one day. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that there's, I don't, I think in most instances, people won't take kindly at first about saying like, I have more education than you. Like, I can't think of any circumstance where I would feel okay someone with someone saying that to me, whether it's true or not. But if it's in the flow of the conversation, like it'd be weird if you were just talking and then you're like, just for the record, I want everyone to know that I'm more educated than everyone else. But if you're talking about people's education levels, like which is what they were talking about, like then how do you then flip off and be like, no, you've crossed the line. I need you to get out of my house right now. I, I think it's better that you not be here. I don't think you're going to get me I don't off think it's that. A sa- I don't think it's a safe conversation to have with people, whether it's factual or not. You know? Like, it, it'd be the same thing as, like, somebody coming into our house and saying, well, you're fatter than me. Like, okay, I am fatter than you, um, but, like, that doesn't make me feel good about, like, the fact that, I, that you're smaller but- and I'm bigger. Like, it's a fact. But again, I shouldn't be upset about that it. Is, that is dropping it like out of the blue. If we were having a conversation about like what people's weights are, like working out and being like, if that was a topic and it came up it, organically, I think like it's a lot different than someone just coming in and being but like. But the way that it was said was not in a, you do have to admit the way that it was said factually was not in a, it, it was not presented in a way that most people would feel like, oh, well, you know what? You're absolutely right. You are more educated than I am. Like, it, I somebody know. saying that they're more educated than you, fact or not, I don't think that that is a, a lump that anyone wants to swallow comfortably. I think that that's probably a statement that you should save and never say to people. How many, how many episodes have we seen housewives get thrown out of someone's house? A lot. A lot? Yeah. I feel like there's tons of episodes where people have been kicked out. Yeah? Of their homes. Not like a private event somewhere or like off-site. I mean like they're all hanging out at someone's house. They're in the backyard swimming. They're in the kitchen. And they're well, like, you know what? You got to go. Get out of here. Did, did Shannon Bedore get kicked out of, um, I forget whose house, that one time. I can't remember she got kicked out. It was like her season one. Um, and then what was that cake incident at that one party that somebody like ate the bow off of a cake? Did oh, they I, do, I, for that? I, I do remember that. Um, I feel like there's a few like, a few instances of being kicked out that have happened. Yeah, I don't know. It it's it 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 totally comes across but, as the, the the second they have a person of color on the show. When's the last time someone was thrown out of, of a Roni event? I don't know. When was the last time somebody said you're not as educated as I am? Like, at somebody else's house. I'm just going to say this. You're not going to get me on Lou's side I'm going to say this. If somebody came into my house, whether sure or not, and said, I am more educated than you, that is a profound statement to make. Even if it's true. To, for you to be in my house, to say, I am more educated than you. I don't know. That's, I think that's just, that just sounds like a bruised ego. I, like, if I was talking to somebody who had uh, you know, a doctorate, and they were like, well, you know, I am more educated than you. I would be like, hmm, you got a point. Like, uh, I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be super butthurt over somebody that 
has more. How edu- about this? Take away the fact that they are more educated. They have another degree. They have whatever, um, which we've discussed in this podcast right now. That education is also like can be different types of education. Yeah, there's all, all um, kinds. So, so to make that statement really is like you're trying to like you're either needling. you're you're needling right, um, but like to make that statement to somebody, you don't make that statement unless you're trying to to get a reaction, right? Like a bad reaction, like. No one's gonna feel good about that statement. I'm not gonna feel good if you also, say you're more educated about me. Also, the or, way uh, the way it actually went down, she didn't point to Luann and say, "I have more education than you." No, she, she said, said "All of, at, I'm all more educated than anyone at this table." Mm-hmm. And I think she was saying that in a point of saying, "What does that matter? Like, mm-hmm. you don't look at me differently because I have a, a law degree, and I don't treat you guys differently because you don't have law degrees." I think that was like the, the point of the whole reason to bring up the education was that it's not that big a deal. And then apparently it was a big deal because Luann like couldn't come back from it. makes people feel stupid to say that. Like it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't feel good to have somebody say, I am more educated than you in your house. Like, but if they're saying it to prove the point that it, it's not that big a deal... And then you kind of melt down over it. It's like, apparently it is a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. We're never going to agree on this one. Yeah, no. I think this is a a just at odds moment. All right. Well, on that note, let's wrap (laughs) up this podcast. (laughs) All right. If you want to end it there, we can. Because I'm schwitzing. It's hot. Yeah, the, the downside with recording in the summer is uh, it's not like we have some kind of recording studio that we go to. We record in our living room, which desperately needs air conditioning on to stay cool. And uh, for the viewers out there and for the listeners, uh, we didn't want the air conditioner buzzing in the background. We didn't think that would make for a pleasurable enjo- uh, <laughs> episode. So we've been here sans air conditioner Sweating our asses off. Yeah, and then the dude just got my blood pressure up um, over this conversation, so that's made me even more hot. Um, so it's time to turn the AC back on. <laughs> All right, well, till next time. If you have an opinion on where this stands... <laughs> Don't write us. Feel free to <laughs> comment on the Instagram. <laughs> Don't do anything. <laughs> from the Lower Level Podcast. <laughs> Don't do anything. Don't do Follow, it. comment, throw, throw some feedback. Do I'd love, something else with your life. I'd love Get to an hear, education. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> I won't be checking the podcast Instagram (laughs) at all. (laughs) All right, then. I guess it's time to wrap. All right. Well, um, everyone, go back to school. Uh, (laughs) Get your educations. Stay in school. Do it all. Um, Thank you for joining us on our 18th episode of From the Lower Level. Um, Until next week. We'll catch you. From From the the lower lower level. level.